a shtetl, not far from Lublin in Poland, there was a wealthy Jew named Yudel. He was not much of a learner, even when young, and certainly, after he got married, when he threw himself into business and became a merchant, he did not find any time to learn Taira. The most he could do was daven and say tilim, but he had a very good heart and was always ready to give tzedakah and to do mitzvahs as far as he knew how. Once a year, just before Rosh Hashanah, Yudel would travel to the tzaddik of Lublin to get inspiration to carry him along for the rest of the year. And never did he make the trip empty-handed. He always brought a handsome donation for the tzaddik to be given out to needy Jews. But the wheel of fortune turned, and a time came when his luck turned as well. He began to suffer losses in business until he became a poor man, Rahman al-Litzlan. Ashamed to ask anyone for help, he decided to become a porter, carrying packages and goods for people in the marketplace, for he was a strong man and could carry heavy loads. But despite his best efforts, he barely managed to earn enough money to feed his wife and children. In his new state, the poor man was ashamed to make his trip to Lublin empty-handed. And without the inspiration he used to get from the tzaddik, he gradually became less observant of mitzvahs. Not surprisingly, he became sad, not knowing what to do to make his situation better. One day, as he was standing in the marketplace, hoping to get some work, the galach passed by and greeted him. Hello, Yudel. I'm so sorry to see you in this difficult situation. Not so long ago you were a wealthy man, and now this. Yudel, I would like to help you. Come to my house, and I promise to find you some work. The first thought that occurred to Yudel, after the galach had gone, was that he would certainly have nothing to do with him, for the Galach was no friend of the Jews. But as he stood there, hour after hour, and still found no work, he decided to accept the Galach's invitation. When he knocked at the door, the Galach answered and greeted him warmly like an old friend. Yodol, I've already spoken about you to the manager of the Paritz's estate. He promised to give you a job. You can start tomorrow. In the meantime, I'm sure you could use a small loan to buy food for your family. You can pay me back tomorrow after work. Saying which, he handed him a small amount of money. After a moment's hesitation, Yudel took the coin and thanked the Galach for his kindness. The next day, Yudel went to work as promised, and when he got paid, he returned to the Galach to pay back the loan. The Galach spoke to him, It's so sad that you're a Jew. What good is your Jewish faith if your Jewish God has abandoned you? If your God can't take better care of you, you don't owe him anything. Take my advice. Come over to my religion, and I promise you a good, easy life. You will be short of nothing. Seeing the horrified look in Yudel's face, 
Galach hastened to reassure him. There's really nothing to it, said the Galach. All you do is get a sprinkling of a little holy water and then just come once a week on Sunday. I must go home, said Yudel, and left in a hurry. The next day, the Galach paid a visit to the estate of the Paritz and found Yudel mending a fence. He picked up the conversation where they had left off the previous day. He tried his best to persuade Yudel to accept his suggestion with lavish promises, while also hinting that if he continued to resist, he would lose his employment and starve again, chas v'shalom. Finally, Yudel agreed to think about it for a few days. As Yudel was walking home, the thought came in his mind that perhaps it wouldn't be such a terrible thing after all. He would just pretend to go over to the other religion, but in his heart, he would continue to remain a Jew. Hashem would surely understand. He decided, however, that he first should explain his situation to Hashem and ask forgiveness. So he went into the base Medrash. Seeing that no one was yet around for Mincha, he went up to the Aron HaKadosh. He opened it up and burst into tears, begging Hashem to forgive him. You know, my dear Father in Heaven, he said, I'm only doing this without really meaning to give up my Jewish faith, but I don't know what else I can do in my hopeless situation. Forgive me. I always love you, Hashem, you and you alone. When Yudel came home and told his wife what he had in mind to do, she said, Yudel, I think it would be a good idea that you should ask the Tzaddik of Lublin. He will surely find a way for you to get out of the clutches of the Galach. Yudel agreed and set off to see the Tzaddik without delay. The Tzaddik was horrified to hear that Yudel had even thought for one moment to fall into the trap that the Galach had set for him. He assured Yudel that far from being a solution, it would make his situation far worse, chas v'shalom. And when Yudel insisted that Hashem had abandoned him, just like the Galach said, the Tzaddik of Lublin said, Look here, Yudel, if you have a complaint against Hashem, so bring him to a din taida. Yudel's face lit up. I can bring Hashem to a din taida? I had no idea. How do I do it? I will arrange for a bezdin, said the tzaddik. The bezdin will hear your complaint. I will speak in defense of Hashem, and then the bezdin will give its verdict. But Yudel was worried. What chance do I have of a fair trial? The judges that you choose are God-fearing men. They will be afraid to displease Hashem. Could you maybe appoint judges who have no fear of Hashem in their heart? The tzaddik smiled and replied, I give you my word. The judge's verdict will be fair. As a matter of fact, it's because they fear Hashem. They fear just as much to break the laws of his holy Torah, and it is strictly in accordance with the Torah that they will rule in this case, as they always do. You surely would not wish to be judged by judges who have no fear of Hashem in their hearts, would you? Yudel agreed, and no time was lost. The Tzaddik of Lublin appointed three Yirei Shemaim to be the Bezdin, and Yudel was called upon to state his case. I was a rich man, said Yudel. I gave a great deal of tzedakah. 
then for no reason Hashem took away my wealth and made me a poor man so that I can no longer feed my wife and children. I demand that Hashem should return my wealth to me. Then the tzaddik, acting as counsel for the defense, replied, It is true that the plaintiff, Yodel, did give a lot of tzedakah and many other mitzvahs, but at the same time, there were a few things he did that he was not supposed to do, and he named a few of them. Yudel admitted that he did in fact do those things, though inwardly he wondered how did the tzaddik know about them. But he pled that he quite honestly did not know that they were against the law. After all, he was only a simple, unlearned man. The tzaddik replied that ignorance of the law is no excuse. It was up to Yudel to have spent a little more time learning how to live as a proper Shemer Shabbos Jew in the fullest measure, especially as he could have afforded a teacher to teach him. Yudel then protested that he knew many other Jews who were no better than he was, yet all was well with them. Why don't they lose their money? To which the tzaddik replied that this does not prove anything, because a Jew has two worlds, this earthly world and Olam Haba, the eternal world. It is possible that those who have done more things that you are not supposed to do than mitzvahs, they get their reward in this earthly life. While those who have more mitzvahs than things you are not supposed to do suffer for doing the things that you are not supposed to do in this world, but they will receive their greater reward in the world to come. After the judges heard all of the claims and the counterclaims, they asked Yudel if he was prepared to forgive Hashem, if Hashem would forgive him. Yudel insisted that he would certainly forgive Hashem with a full heart if Hashem would return his lost fortune. The judges then consulted with each other for a few moments and gave their psak. According to the law of the Torah, Hashem is right, they said, but... As he always expects people to act generously, beyond the letter of the law, just like he does. So the verdict is that Hashem should restore Yudel's lost fortune to him on condition that Yudel do tshuva for his past wrongdoings, and that he should spend some time every day and evening learning Taita with the help of a tutor, so that he should know how a Jew must conduct himself in all circumstances and at all times. The verdict was written down, signed, and sealed, and a period of 30 days was allowed to the parties to carry out the judgment. Yudel returned home in a happy mood. He put out of his mind any thought of having anything further to do with the Galach, because he knew that if he would carry out his side of the verdict, and this he was determined to do, that Hashem would certainly carry out his. So he went to the marketplace looking for any job that would bring him some earnings and help him become a rich man again. But while he did earn a little money for bread and milk, he didn't see any real change in his situation. Finally came the 30th day, the last day when the verdict was to be fulfilled. Yudel hurried to the marketplace earlier than usual. He was determined not to lose a second not any possible chance to recover his lost fortune. But as the day wore on, not a glimmer of light could he see in his bitter situation. In desperation, he decided to leave the marketplace 
and go to the train station. Perhaps he would find someone there who needed help with their luggage. He waited and waited until the last train pulled in. The passengers hurried out, but none of them needed any help from a porter. Just as he was about to give up hope, Yudel saw a well-dressed wealthy nobleman staggering out of the last compartment, pushing a wooden case down the steps of the train. Seeing Yudel, he called out, Hey there, porter, come here and help me with my case. Yudel eagerly rushed forward and helped the nobleman bring the wooden case down to the platform. Where should I take it to, sir? said Yudel. You wait here. Keep an eye on this case. I have to go somewhere, the nobleman said, and disappeared. Yudel sat down on the wooden chest to wait. He heaved a sigh of relief that he had at last found some job that would earn him a handsome tip so that he wouldn't have to return home empty-handed. The sun was about to set and Yudel had not daven Mincha yet. What should he do? He didn't want to leave the chest unattended, nor could he take it to Shul with him. That was too far, and the case was very, very heavy. So he decided to take it home and daven Mincha there, and then run back to the station to meet the nobleman. Yudel somehow managed to heave the heavy case onto his shoulder and trudge home. Completely exhausted, he pushed open the door of the house and staggered inside. The wooden chest slid off his shoulder, fell to the floor, and cracked open, spilling golden coins all over. Yudel and his wife and children began to gather up the treasure. Yudel calmed everyone down and told them to keep the matter a secret. He put all of the coins away, Davin Mincha, and hurried back to the station. It was completely deserted except for the station master. Yudel asked him if any nobleman had returned for his case and was told that nobody had come. After waiting a little longer, Yudel went to Shul to Davin Maidiv and then returned home. The next morning, Yudel went back to the train station and there was still no sign of the mysterious nobleman. It now occurred to Yudel that perhaps Hashem had sent him that treasure in fulfillment of his part of the verdict. So Yudel hurried off to Lublin and told the Tzadik, the Chayzer of Lublin, what had happened. Is there enough gold in that treasure box to make you as rich as you were? asked the Tzadik. Yes, at least as rich, I think even richer, said Yudel. Then there is no doubt about it, said the Chayzer of Lublin. Keep it, enjoy it in good health and be sure to keep your part of the verdict of the Bezdin. Yudel became a wealthy man as before, but now he was much wiser. He hired a tutor to teach him the halachas that he should know so that he would no longer stumble out of ignorance, and he gave tzedakah with an even more open hand than before. From then on, Yudel had no complaints against Hashem, and he hoped that Hashem also had no complaints about him.